0: our friday music now
1: i don't know if it's the friday music or if i just like it as the 5 p.m music i just like you know return of the mac coming back for the second hour you're driving home kind of sets the mood in my opinion
0: you know speaking of friday music we used to have a really popular friday five o'clock song called hire by creed
1: oh it's still sitting in here i don't use it often because it's got the lyrics i don't know if that you know what allowed.
0: go ahead and uh kill this song there should be a button for it. Let, let's... Like old times. Let's play the old Friday music. Ah, oh, the memories. How
1: long ago was this? A couple years ago. A couple years ago.
0: Can't believe I haven't brought this up yet, but guys, Creed is coming to Kansas City. I saw that, and the first person I told was a former host of this show. Who, I almost, I almost booked Scott Stapp for this show, but had to cancel 24 hours prior. Because of travel or something.
1: Isn't Three Doors Down going with them, too? Creed, Three Doors Down, and Mammoth Wolfgang Van Halen. I'm sorry. I actually
0: might go to that. Now, truthfully. I was a Creed and Three Doors Down fan when I was a little kid. This would be all nostalgia for me.
1: 100%.
0: But they're coming to Kansas City T-Mobile Center November 6th, a Wednesday. And tickets are on sale right now. Take a guess who I might be going with to the show. That's right. What I hate about concerts now these days is, like, the concerts I want to go to have a pit area. Yeah. The pit used to be, like, one of the cheaper tickets, and now it has become the most expensive ticket.
1: Yeah, yeah, you got to get in there, and then, of course, there's, depending on what concert you go to, you get some physical action down there, catch some elbows, Uh, try to get up to the front. I've been in many of
0: those situations, and I've never been harmed. Anyway, like that, and if you do, if you fall down, the rule of the pit is you help them up.
1: Oh, yeah, you got to get people back on their
0: feet. The pit for Creed is $220. <laughs> That's
1: actually a that tweet. is stupid. I think it would they've just gone, they've I feel like they've granted go- gained the- so much popularity again within the last like six months to a year the Rangers are playing them at their games, talking about hyping them up for the playoff games and everything. I feel like they've had a small resurgence as of late.
0: I mean, Creed and Three Doors Down, I was a fan of as a kid. Mammoth Wolfgang Van Halen, I mean, that's Eddie's kid. Got some pretty good tunes out there. Again, it would be nostalgia, but I would definitely go to this show. I I would, too.
1: The Three Doors Down is definitely nostalgic. That's one of my mom's favorite bands growing up. Yeah, she loved... How old's your mom? She's just over 50, 51. So...
0: Uh, You you just said that was one of her favorites growing up. I'm like...
1: It was was one of hers while I was growing up. Gotcha. That's what I meant. Gotcha. Okay. But yeah, definitely a lot of this in the car driving home from school and such.
0: Alright, that's enough Creed. There's never enough
1: Creed, firstly.
0: Especially
1: are are you, you're seriously a
0: like a, 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 a fan of Creed?
1: I'm I'm some, I can't say like I'm a diehard Creed fan, but like I do enjoy the music. Yes.
0: I mean they, they were definitely like a little heavier at the beginning. And then like My Sacrifice came out. WWE, you may even remember this, used to play the crap out of My Sacrifice. Um It got old and I was like 11 when that, and it's like, at that point, I was like, okay, I'm kind of burnt out on Creed, but. I can't blame you there. All right. Did you know K State has a 9 p.m. game on Saturday? We knew what we were getting when we were adding four of these schools to the Big 12 from all over the country. There are going to be some earlier games, maybe some later games, especially when you add like BYU and Utah and Arizona, Arizona State. It's gonna happen. Well, it happens. It's gonna happen Saturday night. Nine o'clock tip-off from Provo, Utah, the Marriott Santa Center. <laughs> and uh, pregame coverage at 8 o'clock here on K-Man. You know what we do now. It is prediction time. Let's make a prediction. It's time for Mitch Palm. <laughs>
2: Mitch Ball with tonight's
0: prediction. prediction. Cats are 15-8 and eight coming off the win over Kansas. They're 5-5 five five in the Big 12. BYU is the 21st-ranked team in the nation. They host the Cats, BYU 6-6, 16-6, 4-5 in Big 12 play. The game also televised on ESPN2. From the Marriott Center, as I mentioned earlier, that is now the largest arena in the Big 12. Now, it's capacity now. It used to be 19,000. It is now 17,978. That's a huge arena. And you're not including, like, obviously there's a basketball court on the floor. You could probably fill up another 500 without a court if it was, like, a you know, something else going on. I don't know. But uh, series record, K-State actually holds on to it. Love that. At a 4-3 and three record. Last meeting between the two. You might recall Jacob Pullen in the Cats as a two-seed in the NCAA tournament. Where, what was this, Oklahoma City that year? Oklahoma City, where K-State beat Jimmer Fredette 84-72. Jimmer Fredette, you know, a le- year later, would actually take BYU to the second weekend. This will be K-State's first trip to Provo since 1971. Wow. BYU stands for Brigham Young University. Brigham Young took the Mormons from Illinois and settled what is now called Salt Lake City. BYU is under fifth-year head coach Mark Pope. The net loves um, BYU. They're number eight. BYU does not have a bad loss. They have a lot of good wins. They have built a pretty solid resume even though they're four and five in the Big 12 right now. Let's start with what they do offensively. They're known for three point shooting. They are a 33.5% team from three, which is eighth in the Big 12, but they shoot more from three than anybody else. They are second in the nation. They shoot 33 threes a game
1: That's insanity
0: Over half of their shots this season have been from three They make 12 a game That's the magic number there 12 12 a game That's number one in the nation They make the most threes in the country
1: Do you have any breakdown? Like, is there any breakdown on if they're, like, transitioning a lot of half-court sets at all, or do we just know 12 threes a game?
0: Boy, if I had those numbers, I probably wouldn't bring them up because you may find them interesting. I don't know if the general audience would find – I don't know.
1: Maybe. I don't know. I just feel like that half-court defense for K-State's been staunched, especially on Monday. Mm. So, I mean, if they're hitting a lot of transition threes, we might be in trouble. But uh, if their half-court offense is three-dominant. We might be okay.
0: From two, they're actually a very solid team as well. They're making fifty-seven point three percent of their two-range, uh, two-point range buckets, which is second in the Big Twelve. That's right behind Kansas. Um, you know, and shooting a lot of threes. This honestly, this isn't a number that surprises me. Uh, but Monday, K State played against KU, which is the number one team in the nation in assists per game at twenty point seven. BYU is second in the nation in assists per game at nineteen point eight. Um, with as many threes as they take, that's not really a number that surprises me. Um, what I do like, and I like this for K-State, because the Cats did better against KU, but it had a bugaboo lately of too many fouls when defending. Um, but BYU, they, because they shoot so many threes, they don't draw a ton of fouls, so they only take 14 free throws a game. I like that for K-State. That's, that's dead last in the Big 12. They have taken... At least 100 less free throws than anybody else in the Big 12. Wow. Their defense, um, according to my research, good against the two, 46.2%. Um, teams can hit the three against them. They are not the greatest at protecting the three-point line. Uh, also, they d- they don't really force turnovers. They are last in the Big 12 in turnover rate. They foul too much as well. They are the second worst team in the Big 12 at sending teams to the free throw line. But guys, they can uh, they can hit threes, so that's uh, that's what makes them pretty special. They can be a pretty deadly offense when they're on. And more often than not, they're on. Um, for the players, I picked out three, but the thing is... BYU has 10 guys in the rotation that average between 13 and 28 minutes. So they're going to rotate. Owen, as we talk about Mormons, Mormons typically get married pretty early. In very, their lives. Young. Yeah, yeah, very, very young. Yeah, very young married people. Out of the 16 players
1: on the team, what would you guess how many of them are married? That's it's insane that this is a stat firstly. You said of the fifteen or sixteen?
0: There's fifteen. Fifteen, according to their yeah, I looked up their roster on their uh, website. I saw
1: sixteen guys listed talking about just players. I would say just over half. I'd say eight.
0: You're you you're high on that one. It's actually a lower number than what I was expecting.
1: Four. Four. Okay. Four. I was going to guess six. So but I, still-
0: I mean, for college basketball rosters, I mean that's a huge number.
1: That is. Yeah, it's probably four times higher than most.
0: You know, uh, baby Igiole actually. Um, is the first I've known of in a long time. I can't even think of another player, but he's on last year's team. Married and has a son.
1: Yeah, that's it's definitely not common for because you also get a lot of one-and-dones and dones things, so you're even younger at that point.
0: Uh, leading scorer is in Big 12 play is Spencer Johnson. He's averaging about 12 points, five rebounds a game. He's a decent three-point shooter at 32.5%. Um, he, he, like many players on this team, shoots it a lot, five attempts a game. Um, from three-point range the numbers have dropped a little bit recently but he's a player that can really get going and can be deadly their point guard Dallin hall is is pretty solid six assists per game averaging about 10 points good three-point shooter at 36 percent he's taken five attempts per game his numbers lately have dipped a little bit he was actually really good against oklahoma the other night Um, that was a loss for byu but he scored 17 points I'll be honest. The, the the one player I actually kind of worry about the most is coming off the bench. He's not a starter. He's coming off the bench in Trevin Neal, um, or now I don't know. i say whatever. Um, comes off the bench. He's averaging right now ten points a game, um, but in Big Twelve play, is shooting forty four percent from three.
1: Good so, Lord, and it's not on like two attempts a game. I know it's not.
0: It just it's it's proof that BYU has depth, and they have depth that could just kill you at the three point line. But K State's been a better team guarding the three point line, with the exception of Oklahoma State. That was just an ugly defensive game. Um, Nell or Neil, whatever, uh, he had a twenty seven point game against Cincinnati off the bench. All right, keys to this game, you know. If you could tell, by the way, I kind of announced all these nuggets about BYU, you could probably guess where I'm going. Um, K-State hopefully will be the better three-point shooting team. BYU can go off. Um, When they're the better three-point shooting team, they're going to win. It's it's, as simple as that. When they're the better percentage-wise three-point shooting team, they win the game. K-State... Was the better three-point shooting team against Kansas. They did not allow KU to beat them at the three. Also, get to the free throw line. It's pretty simple to me. BYU fouls too much. They allow teams to get to the free throw line a bit too often. So I'd like to see K-State exploit that. Get after it. Get to the free throw line. Get those free get those points with the clock stopped. And then finally. Tyler Perry in the last three games has been the best Tyler Perry. I think we find out tomorrow night is the North Texas Tyler Perry here to stay? Because I think there's a pretty good argument that he has shown up and he has now been consistent. The last three games, TP is scoring 22.6 points per game. He is shooting 41.5% from three, which is North Texas numbers. He's hit at least at least three threes in the last three games. And he is 16 of 19 from the free throw line. I think Tyler Perry has potentially arrived. He will most likely play the entire 40 minutes against BYU. Can he do it again? I like the odds of that. However, Ken Palm does not give K-State a chance, really, at winning in Provo. chance. That is shocking to me. BYU final score, 76-65. I'm here to tell you, Mitch Palm is picking the upset. 100%. Picking the upset. Mitch Palm says K-State 52% chance of winning it in Provo. Final score, 68-67. Cats pull off the upset. Mitch Palm called it. We'll find out tomorrow night.
1: Overtime or no overtime? You know what? Why not overtime? Overtime. Twelve straight overtime wins for Jerome Tang. Overtime. I love the pick. I think it's great. I think the matchup just looks good for K State. If they go in and play physical, I think it, they match up well. Their,
0: here. their depth is scary. Their depth is scary. I think. I, I just hope K State's offense, you know, checks some boxes and gets after their defense. I think if they do, it'll be a very good ball game. You just got to hope that K-State shows up to play their A-game defensively and BYU doesn't have one of their hot nights. Yeah,
1: my biggest want leaving Provo Saturday night is that Tyler Perry was the best three-point shooter on the court that night. That's what I want.
0: Let's take a timeout. When we come back, back to the Super Bowl, as we'll have Mitch in Vegas with the Super Bowl in Vegas. Super Bowl prop bets are up next. I've missed this familiar music. Because now I feel at home. And I also believe I just lost $200 just instantly.
1: Right out of the pocket. As for the
0: second time in three days, we're doing like a Mitch in Vegas. We had Mitch Holtis from Vegas before he went to the Grand Canyon on Wednesday. And now it's your typical Mitch in Vegas. We make picks. And it's for Super Bowl 58. Sunday, Chiefs, 49ers, and coverage right here on K-Man will begin at 1 o'clock. Kickoff at 5.30. And the action on K man is brought to you by Vista, Bottle Caps, Dara's, and The Fridge. You can thank them for our Super Bowl coverage. Mitch Fortner, David G., Owen Burke. We have a list here of Super Bowl 58 prop bets. We do this every single year. And like every year, we lead it off with the National Anthem prop bet. This year, it is Reba McIntyre who has to follow Chris Stapleton's uh, National Anthem last year. That made everybody cry.
2: It was awesome.
0: The national anthem over under for its length. Owen, it's been set at exactly 2 minutes. Over or under 2 minutes? It's
1: got to be over. I feel like I feel like it's close to 2 almost every year and I feel like it should be it should be over 2 for sure.
2: I don't think there's any way anybody rolls through a uh, like the star-spangled banner before the Super Bowl in under 2 minutes. There there's no way. It's not possible. There's not. it just you can't do it. And Reba is gonna Reba Everybody knows that It's over that's
0: easy Easy. Isn't she typically a fast singer Oh I don't know Like picks up the pace a little bit in her songs There's actually been a pattern in the last Six Super Bowls For um, the length of the National Anthem over two, under two, over two, under two. This year is an under two year. Really? So I'm going to take the under. Uh, do, okay, so we're,
2: how'd this you do students. this? Yeah. How'd research. How'd you do the research on you how fast you seems guys,
0: before we even did this segment, you've had this list of prop bets for over uh, two hours.
2: Well,
1: That's dude. up to you if you want
0: to do any research. Uh,
1: hey. I push all the buttons. I don't have time for this. Listen, this is you think-
2: usually fast, but this is, uh, you know, this is, th-
0: what type of turf are we using? <laughs> <laughs> Prop bet number two is during the game, will Taylor Swift's first appearance on TV happen before or after the 7:30 mark of the first quarter? The game has to be kicked off.
1: This might be the easiest lock here. It's before hundred percent before a lead pipe lock. Yeah. There's no way if Travis Kelsey makes a catch before that point. Boom. She's on the screen. There's no big
0: uh, research for this one. Um, something happened something dramatic happens taylor swift is on tv 100%. Uh-huh. and i mean there's gonna be a lot of s- celebrities there they're gonna get their own tv time as well i'm sure but if it has to do with the chiefs offense travis kelsey i'm they'll definitely have the ball with at least 7 30 to go in the game <laughs> they'll, they'll get it at
2: some point i mean come on yeah man, i think that?
1: even like a strip sack anything <laughs> like, yeah. a momentum change she's <laughs> on the screen yeah
0: Prob that number three, who will be the first Chief to score a touchdown?
1: This is a good one, and I really should have thought about this beforehand. I feel like Travis is the safe pick. Probably not going to get great odds on it, but I would take a Travis Kelsey first touchdown.
2: I'm taking Isaiah Pacheco. I'm going Pacheco to score a nice like five-yarder. Get down to the goal line and uh, punch her in!
0: Definitely better odds on that for sure. See, the Chiefs defense is the best defense in the NFL. I think Felix Andy DK Uzama <laughs> strips sack and then picks it up and runs it in for a score for his first solo sack of his career. Oh my god, that would be awesome. But if Your I were analysis. to but if I were to pick an offensive player, Rashi Rice. Why mm-hmm, not? Mm-hmm. He That's gets the honors of the first touchdown. Good. That one that run that he had or the catch that he had that got called back on a holding. Uh, we just
2: ran by everybody was like dude do that every time <laughs> it's amazing all
0: right next prop bet goes to the halftime performance what song will usher perform first during the halftime show and he i mean he's more and i'm not crazy excited for usher and his halftime performance it may be good i don't know i'm sure anybody can top justin timberlake a few years ago Oh, and do you know
1: Usher that well? I do somewhat. I think it's going to be like, yeah. I think he's got to get the crowd going. You're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> I think. I think you might. I mean, it's got to start the show off hot. And I think that's where it's going to go. How's like, that song going in? Yeah, yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: I'll do it. You
2: no, know, not quite. Yeah, no. Um, it's going to be my way. My way. What I see goes, I'm in control. That's that. It's my way. <laughs> why would you have me say <laughs>
0: <laughs> I we think we're going to lead off with, oh, my God. Uh, 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 uh. It's something for the crowd to get in. There are probably people on the field dancing yeah. around. Oh, yeah. There's going to be a lot of that going on. i
1: heard three great examples of why we do sports. <laughs>
0: <city>. <laughs> Prop bet number five is back to the Chiefs. sacks. Total sacks over under. Vegas set it at two and a half.
1: Man, that's tough. Um, I think I'm going to go over. It feels like a three or four game. If they keep Chris Jones away from Trent Williams, that's, I think, the big key of this. But the right side of that 49ers offensive line has been great all year long, so if you're attacking away from Trent Williams, they can get to the quarterback.
2: My heart says overs, so I'm going with my heart. I'm going to lean into it. Um, he's a that kid's a squirrely, he's a squirrely Purdy, but I think my overs, I'm going to hit overs. Plus, I got my way, is going to bank anyway. So,
0: with <laughs> uh, you know, obviously, there's going to be a big focus on Chris Jones, but no Charles Menahue either. And he, mm-hmm. he's been kind of a workhorse there and picking up some sacks. I mean, he got hurt on a sack, on a strip sack, uh, to, uh, against Lamar Jackson. Um, I'm going to go under. I'm going to say two sacks in the game for the Chiefs. I can't blame you. Our next, it's not a prop bet, it's just your typical pick on the spread. And
1: Owen, the 49ers are favored by two and a half. I just, I, I truly do like the Niners in this game. I don't know if I'm confident enough to take the points there. So if I had to include the points, I'd probably go Chiefs plus two and a half, truthfully. Um, but I recorded my podcast the other day and I think the Snyder's team they're just as talented as Baltimore is except they have Kyle Shanahan they're not going to abandon the run they're going to attack that part of the ground but at the end of the day I mean what did you say yesterday how many times are we going to doubt Patrick Mahomes and be wrong so I would probably take Chiefs plus 2.5 at that point
2: I will take the points too Chiefs all the way baby Come on. I mean, what are we talking about here,
0: Mitch? Well, for me, this year, it's not just Patrick Mahomes, clearly. Mm -hmm. Um, The 49ers do have more uh, more weapons on offense. I think there's no doubt about that. How well does the Chiefs defense play? The best defense in the NFL. Defense is what wins championships. So that's why I'm picking the Kansas City Chiefs. Two more. We're back to the prop bets. What color will be the Gatorade bath on the winning head coach? This is your, you know... This is your typical prop bet for
1: the Super it Bowl. Is. This is a very
0: popular one. Mm. Just banged my, my
1: elbow. <laughs> <laughs> Probably my favorite bet overall, honestly. Um, I think the safe pick is just red here, right? I think, you know, that could be dumped on either side, depending on who. I, you is. know,
0: I played sports growing up. I can't remember one single time there was red Gatorade. Mm-hmm. You know, which is crazy. Ever. Because
1: mm-hmm. it's one of my favorite flavors, too. It's
0: orange what. or yellow, it seems to be. Yeah, the lemon-lime is typically uh-huh. the go-to. Yeah. Actually, orange is
1: can Me I change too. since Dave hasn't won it yet? I'm okay. going to go white. I'm going to go white. I feel like you've seen a lot of white Gatorade like, pop out. Lately. Isn't
0: that a flavor? Like, what's the flavor? I though? think it's white, uh, white cherry. cherry yeah. White ch- oh. yeah. mm-hmm. so, I haven't
1: heard that either. I don't know. I feel like I've seen that in a couple ones, and that's another neutral one you could dump on either side.
2: Uh, I'm going to go crazy and go blue. I'm going, like, light blue. Um, I feel like maybe if they grab from, like, near the player's bench. I think everybody just drinks water. And it's like kind of like a hidden thing. Gatorade doesn't want you to know that <laughs> it's just water in there. Um, but I'm gonna go blue, light blue, the
0: glacier freeze.
1: kuching I like it.
0: See, I you said white, and I thought you maybe be go, maybe taking my answer. I'm just gonna go straight up water. It's not Gatorade. It's yeah. gonna be water. It's mm. clear.
2: You're gonna take the field. Yeah. You're gonna take the field.
0: That is, is a. Gold. I don't think that is the field. I don't know if there is a field in a Gatorade. This this pick. It's it's, it's like red. Oh, yellow, orange field. Well, I, I think, well, maybe there is more of an advantage of picking water because it's probably like half and half on the field, on the sideline. You have half Gatorade buckets and you have water. Yeah. yeah.
2: I wish they would tie do a tie-in with like a uh, local or maybe a, uh, uh, you know, like a water burger thing
0: and just dump cheeseburgers on Andy Reid. That would be that sweet. Would be, that would be the well, sickest
1: thing ever. Because
0: I don't think Andy Reid even got a Gatorade bath last year. He didn't.
1: Dub some poker chips on him. We're in Vegas. Let's Ooh, get weird. Ooh, that's cool. get weird. That's cool.
0: Last pick, our last prop bet is who will be the Super Bowl MVP?
1: Well, um, pretty boring pick, but I have a feeling it's going to be the the right pick. It's probably going to be Patrick Mahomes. I do think if they can make Brock Purdy uncomfortable, like Nick Bolton is a sneaky pick if it goes to the defensive side because I think what can cost the 49ers the most in this game is turnovers. He's going to be in the middle of the field, trying to take away the run, getting into coverage. So I like Nick Bolton on the defensive side, but it's it's going to be Patty.
2: I wanted to go safe too, but I'm going to go. I'm going to go. I'm, I'm going to give it to. I'm going to go Chris Jones. I'm going to say Chris Jones has the two and a half his seven himself, like the sacks, and they're going to make Chris Jones the MVP of this game.
1: It was a game wrecker at the end of last year. Yeah,
0: so. I'm going Chris Jones. There's only one MVP on this Chiefs team this year. And he's been the MVP since the Chicago Bears game. And that's when his girlfriend showed up. And we <laughs> learned that he is dating the most famous and maybe the one of the most richest women in the world. For sure. Especially in music. Mm-hmm. And that is Taylor Swift. Taylor uh, Travis Kelsey has been an MVP for a few months now he
1: it'd be the most script like pick for sure gets the mvp yeah. and then <laughs> publicity stunt drops down on new knee right there boom uh,
0: uh. the nfl's ray did yeah, travis kelsey <laughs> super bowl mvp he goes home and becomes an mvp for the second that's
2: time that's a great pick yeah like
1: that's a great pick.
0: that is a good pick that that's gonna do it for uh mitch in vegas a quick break as we got manhattan high hoops coming up at five forty-five. Up next, we're going to squeeze in some blindly ranked five to wrap up the show next. Back on the game, Mitch Fortner, David G, and Owen Burke. We also have Manhattan High Hoops coming up. Troy Coverdale on the call alone tonight, heading to Junction City High School, rematch of the Indians and Blue Jays rivalry matchup from that pretty new Junction City High School there on the west side of town. We're back here in studio, it's time to play a new game called Blindly Ranked 5. We've actually been playing it a little while now. It's not so new anymore. But if it's new to you, we're just going to rank five things by category. And what David, D does, David G. doesn't know is he's ranking these one at a time. He doesn't know what's coming next. It's blindly ranking with, you know, maybe kind of predicting what might be coming next with his rankings. Mm. So, Blindly Ranked 5. David G., these are NFL athletes. That never played in a Super Bowl. Ooh. That's a You're blindly ranking five NFL players that never played never, in a Super Bowl. Never. never. Ooh, wee. Okay, let's go! Number one is LT, Ladanian Tomlinson, former running back for the San Diego Chargers. Mm. Never played in a Super Bowl. You uh, you ever hear that story about how he was recruited at K-State?
2: That uh, he came to a recruiting trip? When, I have heard that, yeah. And they fell asleep.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if I have heard
2: that. Yeah, Ladainian Thompson fell asleep during his recruiting trip. They were like talking in the uh, f- uh, football offices, and the, the Bill Snyder's like, "All right, get him out of here. We don't want him." And then he went to TCU.
1: Ugh.
2: Um, that's he's uh, number two. He's a number two. He's po- he's probably should be number one, but he's going to be my number two. Um, the guy was amazing. He's a freak, freak athlete, also a big Darren Sproles fan. So.
0: Number two, as you go with uh, Ladanian Tomlinson at number two, your next person to rank on five NFL players that never played in a Super Bowl is Tony Gonzalez. Well. <laughs> wow. I'm glad that I kept Tony <laughs> Gonzalez in his career in the playoffs, one and six. Yeah, no, he didn't have a
2: good time. And then he left. He went to Atlanta because he's like, oh, I'm gonna win and win and win and nothing. Um Mike. Did God. get to an
0: did get to an NFC championship game, but then lost to who? This was in twenty twelve. Wait, 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 wait. Twenty twelve he
2: lost to huh, huh,
0: the, s- the Giants. Saints? Nope. Wrong. Both wrong. Uh lost to the forty ers
1: Ah. Oh, oh I
2: right. yeah, they played the uh, Rays. Colin, Colin Kaepernick. Uh-huh. Yeah. I yep.
1: might be the <laughs> dumbest person in the Hey,
2: movie. see ya. No, um, Tegon is number one. Come on, man. Tony G. When he got when he left the Chiefs, my life. I didn't know if my life was going to be the same. Ever.
1: Oh, I stopped being a Chiefs fan when that happened. Man. I young me couldn't take it.
2: Dude, the next year we went to a Chiefs game and my buddy wore a Tony Gonzalez jersey and I was like, "What are you doing?" And he's like, "What?" And everybody was like staring him down
1: <laughs> and giving yeah, him bad looks. You got to give it a couple years. Yeah, you can do it now
0: for sure. <laughs> Blindly ranking five players in the NFL that never played in a Super Bowl. Indeed, just filled up one and two. Number one, Tony Gonzalez. Number two, LaDainian Tomlinson. It's over. Your third player is Chris Carter. Wide receiver for the Minnesota Vikings. Went 4-10 and ten in the playoffs yeah. and certainly played for a franchise. That's bitten. All he does is
2: score touchdowns. That's what Buddy Ryan said about him when he played for the Eagles. All that guy does is score touchdowns. Um he's a solid 4. I feel like he uh he's a great player, good job, but he's you know, he's made his bank on TV. I don't feel so bad for him.
0: Number 4 on the list I have for you here Deej is uh let, let's see what your real knowledge of the NFL is. Dick Buttkiss. Oh just recently God. passed away, never played in a Super Bowl, and by the way, Never even played in a playoff game. No, zero and zero in the playoffs.
1: What? I thought he was part of like the eighty-five Bears team and everything. No, he was. No, I mean he retired
0: in seventy after seventy-three. He He was. He only played eight years. Eight years. Wow. Um, You ever seen that video of him? Uh, he, like... Uh, <laughs> In the NFL, like, when it was NFL, when Super Bowl came out. Yeah. Right. Yeah.
2: They ran a fake, like, like or they they bobble the extra point. Yeah. The guy threw it to him, and then he, like, handed it to the... that he was hands it back amazing. to the defender after scoring. Dick Buckus is three. That's easy. I d- never even made the
0: playoff. That's actually insane. That's nuts, dude. All right, you have Tony Gonzalez, one. LaDainian Tomlinson, two. Dick Buckus, three. And Chris Carter, four. Your last player to rank... And we'll be going at number five of NFL players to never play in a Super Bowl is Deuce Vaughn. <laughs> <laughs> that sucks. He was number one. It, honestly,
2: probably I would probably put Dick Buckus at number one. I mean, that he, you know, he's Dick Buckus. Yeah. But then to learn he never even made the postseason, it's like, how deserving are you? Yeah. You know. Uh, Deuce is number five. That's a travesty. He's he's at least three.
1: I mean, talk about NFL players, you know. Yeah. Now, if you're talking about top five K State players, who never make the Super Bowl. Well,
0: your list is awful. It's why, it's why Mike McCarthy should have been fired. Yeah. And that's he didn't play Deuce Vaughn. I mean, half the year he's inactive. Barely got to touch the ball. The only time he really get it is once in a while to return a kick, or it's garbage time. Yeah, it's sitting behind a guy named Rico Dowdle. Yeah. Come on,
2: man. That's a horrible name, dude. Put deuce out there, you moron. You you what is it, you
0: cowards? Put deuce out there. Coward. And Dowdle's nickname isn't even Rico Suave. If you know Rico and their nickname isn't Suave, yeah. is he a likable guy? It's a problem. Do you like hanging out with him? No. Probably not. Problem. It's a real problem. Well, that's gonna do it for blindly rank five Super Bowl coverage here on K-Man on Sunday. Begins at 1 p.m. Chiefs 49ers kickoff at 5 30. And it's brought to you by here on K-Man Vista bottle caps Daras in the fridge. And with Daras, download the Dara's Corner Market app and get the deals on some goods at Dara's. And depending on who wins the big game on Sunday, you'll get exclusive deals on the Daras Corners Market app. So go download it now. Just search for Daras in your app store. Troy Coverdale standing by for Manhattan Hoops at Junction City. For Owen, I'm Mitch. Go Cats, go Tribe.